Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Welcome to the Skill Stadium podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Keith Williams. Every week, you will hear stories from professionals in the skill trades, business owners, educators, influencers, people giving real-world advice. We don't run any ads on this podcast, so if you found value, please, please share it and also leave a five-star review. That really helps support the podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about an organization that is a leader in promoting careers in the skilled trades. And this is going to be a great episode. Let me start by introducing my guest. My guest today grew up in Southern Middle Tennessee. That is south of Nashville. I didn't know this, but she grew up in Amish country. Wasn't aware of that. I always thought Amish country was in Pennsylvania, but she grew up in Amish country. Her graduating class was 68 people. So you know that was a very tight-knit community. Her mother was a technical educator and an advocate for the skilled trades, which is a very big deal back then because you do not see a lot of women even today who are advocates for the skilled trades. So that was very good to see that. My guest is proud. She's very proud of the fact that one of her first grants funded a technical program for her former high school where her mom was still a teacher, an educator. So one of the things that makes my guest great at what she does is how she recognizes people's gifts and strengths and she invests in people. Please welcome the Executive Director of Skills USA, Shelly Travis. Good morning, Shelly. How are you today? Good morning, Keith. I'm doing wonderful. How about you? Excellent. I got to ask, what a feeling was that to have your first grant support the school that you went to where your mom was still an educator, working with your mom? What was that like? That was truly an amazing experience. My mother had been a technical education advocate in her county and in her school for so long. As I was growing up, she was the only career and technical education instructor in her entire high school. And so she had really focused on wanting more skilled trades for our community. And that was really her passion was making sure that we had more opportunities available in our community for our students. And it gave me a great sense of pride to know that I helped my mother actually to actually live one of her professional dreams and to actually be able to see that um, come into fruition. And during that ceremony, actually to be alongside her as we were um, preparing to open that program, that new program at my high school. Yes. I can imagine as, you know, you're an adult now, but still your mom, but the opportunity to now be in a professional relationship, I just imagine that that had to be a great feeling, especially something that I'm sure you're both very passionate about. Absolutely. She instilled my confidence in myself and in career technical education and my passion for students and really advocacy for technical education. I watched that model throughout my life and it was an amazing experience to be able to bring that in my professional career to my high school. Definitely. 
Now, your father was a machinist. Obviously, your mom was a strong advocate for technical education. What kind of influence did that have in guiding your career? Well, honestly, I think at a very early age, I was exposed to um, the opportunities in career and technical education. And my parents always taught me the value work ethic and hard work and what you could accomplish. And I think I really, at an early age, learned by their example. I actually saw opportunities that were available. At an early age, I was exposed to many of those opportunities that sometimes students don't have the opportunity to see or to see the value in work. And my parents not only provided that role model in showing me what hard work really meant, but also in the opportunities that were available in uh, career and technical education in skilled trades as well. We know that there's not a lot of women in the skilled trades. So your mom being an advocate, how did that impact the community when people saw that your mom here is a strong advocate for the trades at a time when I'm sure that wasn't, as I was saying, it wasn't really common. Did that help you to feel like, hey, I could do it or I could over, you know, or I could achieve something that I'm not seeing around me a lot? Absolutely. My mother really was a trailblazer within her community. One of the great things is when I go back is to see the strength in career and technical education in Lawrence County, Tennessee, in my home county, and in Summertown, and see the things that have even changed since that moment in time when I was there with that grant for that program, and to be able to see the growth within that community. My mother really had, and still has to this day, a passion for our hometown and for making sure that skilled trades are actually recognized and valued and really has a passion for having those opportunities available to our students and to the individuals and families within our community. There is no other way, and one of the things that I did uh, learn from her and from being in technical education, that we believe that you can change an individual's life, and not just an individual, but an individual, their family, and their community in such a short period of time as you can in technical education. And really, when you couple that with an organization that I'm so passionate about, SkillsUSA, just the changes that you can see in the community and across our state, it has has been remarkable over the last several years. So very proud to be a part of that and, and now to have the opportunity to not only see those results, but to have that impact on a national scale as well. I truly believe that in this moment in time, there we have no greater opportunity than to make such a significant impact on elevating career trades as we do right now. And so glad to be a part of that. Definitely. No, I agree with you. And especially in a smaller community where you might not have the larger corporations, small business is like the lifeblood of, it's the lifeblood of any of this country. But in a smaller community, it's even more important. And I believe, and I'm sure you can agree with me, that skilled trades is probably one of the fastest paths to good living, but also to building businesses. Absolutely. And I think we've seen a lot of that perception and really the value for in technical education and skilled trades really throughout our nation really change over the last several years. I think the pandemic has really shown a light on the need Um, for career and technical education and um, skilled trades and for the essential nature 
of the work, how we keep our country moving forward. Oh, yes. And that workforce development, we truly are training the future of our nation's workforce and the importance of that. I think we've really seen that and have made great strides in that perception being changed because you see the value of that, not only in the rural communities, but across our nation. Definitely. And you think about just, you mentioned the pandemic, people were home a lot more, so they were using their bathrooms. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you know, there's more wear and tear on the things in your house, like, you know, your electric, your plumbing. So I would imagine, and I know this to be a fact because I've interviewed people in the plumbing and electric business, and they said people were calling on plumbers more because people were home more. So they were wearing things out that normally don't get worn out. So you're right. It's essential to the infrastructure and to just our existence. Absolutely. Uh, No matter what happens, you are still, we keep America moving. We keep the lights on, right? And, And make sure that we are moving forward as a nation. So I do think that really the essential nature was really highlighted from our healthcare workers, from our automotive technicians to our welders and our machinists and those electrician and plumbers that you just mentioned and so many our skilled trade workers that they are so valuable to our everyday lives. And we actually were able to see that importance. And I think really You mentioned what, at an early age, I was exposed to a lot of that. And I think that's what we need to do more of, is to make sure that our children, our future workforce, know about the importance of skilled trades, that we value that, and that we are really creating not only an awareness, but really an interest, and really showing that these trades do lead to great careers for our students. Definitely. Shelly, can you tell us about, for people who don't know about SkillsUSA, can you tell us a little bit about the organization and what they do? Absolutely, Keith. We are a career and technical student organization, a national career and technical student organization. We serve over 365,000 students annually, approximately over the last five years, in about 20,000 classrooms across the United States, in all 50 states, two territories, and D.C. We represent over 130 skilled trades areas, and including the health sciences. And so you can really see the impact. And what we do is we want to elevate career and technical education to provide recognition and really tell our story. And that's what we are hoping to do today through this podcast in creating that awareness and that interest in their future career and our nation's future workforce. Definitely. And I think it's so important. There are a lot of people who are not familiar with SkillsUSA. And so I do think it's so important that we put that message out there and we let, because the biggest challenge I think for young people is the exposure is not knowing the opportunities are there. Because let's face it, the schools don't always do a great job. They're always pushing college. And so we've got to show these students that this is just as viable a career path as college. Not saying college is bad, but this is a viable career path that is respectable and pays well without the debt. So your organization is critical in leading that. Absolutely. And, and you know, we have such an impact. What we really focus on is our nation's future workforce. And, and we really focus on, you mentioned in the classrooms, we are integrated 
into our classrooms in our CTE classroom, so a SkillsUSA classroom, really does focus on those development of personal workplace and those technical skills that are grounded in academics that our employers really tell us that they need, but we don't always see out of our graduates. And so that is what SkillsUSA is really focused on is impacting our nation's future workforce so that our students have the skills that they need that the employers are looking for. And I think it's so important that you have a relationship with the employers because it helps you to better prepare those students for what the employers want. Absolutely. We are really and truly a partnership, not only educators and education, but business and industry and our students to create that future workforce that we really need. Definitely. And I'll say this, businesses really need you because the people who work in the skilled trades, I've heard like, this is data points. I've heard the average age of a plumber is about 45. They're in there. It's same thing for electricians. They're, the skilled trade workers, are, a lot of them are older. And so they're going to be retiring. So we do need to refill. And even before that, even before we get to retirements, we truly are facing what is called the skills gap. Right. Yes. And, and SkillsUSA is truly an answer to solving that problem, to solving the skills gap in our in our country right now. And so uh, that is really creating that pipeline of those career ready students and, and making sure that every uh, SkillsUSA student has the opportunity for a technical career, that they are prepared for a technical career. So we are really focused on that. How do you determine the schools that are going to get funded and get funding? So the receive funding from some of the grants that we give. So membership is different than funding. So we do offer grants to schools through some of our partners. We're very fortunate to have partners that want to invest in our programs across the country. And just recently, you may have seen, and that may be where this question comes from, a Lowe's grant that we actually just announced. We just announced all of those recipients. We had 43 SkillsUSA chapters in 22 states. We're just awarded Lowe's grants of up to $15,000 across the nation to make sure that they had the tools that they needed and the supplies that they needed within their classrooms, as well as making sure that if they wanted to, they could apply for those things that were necessary in their classroom but also for um, items within their community um, to do community service. So the tools and supplies to do community service projects that both focus on their technical skill, but also provide a service within their local communities. So our chapters apply for those grants and showing both the need and the impact that those grants would have on their chapter and their local communities. But so really looking at, we are very fortunate to have partners like Lowe's and others that do give um, to our chapters when they are in need of tools and supplies as well. Excellent. So the chapters kind of lead that push then? Actually, our partners, again, it's a partnership. So working with our partners to determine that, you know, the need that they are looking to fill and then actually the chapters completing those grants and then showing the impact that they will have on the students, on their chapters, and then on their communities um, as well. That makes sense. Thank you. Now, we know that there's a skills gap. We mentioned that. And when you look at the skill trades, less than 10% are women. How do we change this and 
what initiatives is Skill are Skills USA doing to try and attract more women to the skill trades? Absolutely. So again, looking at awareness, really trying to inform parents and counselors and administrators and show that career and technical education is a great choice for students and to show the career opportunities. Also focusing, it helps in many times when you can see people that look like you that have succeeded. I think if you go on our Champions Hub, our SkillsUSA Champions Hub, and you see some of the stories of students in the workforce that have really succeeded and women in the workforce that have succeeded through SkillsUSA in their chosen careers, you can not only see that I can do this and be successful and have a career and a passion about my chosen career and do something that I truly love. It's not just a job but it's something that I enjoy every day and it leads to a wonderful career. I think you'll go on our Champions Hub and you'll see some of those student features and alumni features that we have that really do focus on those students that have succeeded in non-traditional careers. Yes. And also our series that our partners have helped uh, produce, such as Women in Manufacturing and showing, really showcasing the opportunities that are available in really changing that perception of manufacturing and of the opportunities that are available to women in the workforce there as well. So we do have a number of different programs and resources and also just stories of our SkillsUSA champions that have really succeeded in the workforce in non-traditional careers. I agree. And you know, I could tell you, I've seen social media groups and organizations now with women who have a women's group for electricians, a women's group for plumbers and and various different professions in construction. And I think that is a great way to drive more women into the skill trades because, you know, I've interviewed women and they've said it is a small percentage and the numbers don't lie. We can all Google the information. And so I do think that we need to get obviously more women in the trades and it helps when they have examples. Examples and mentors. Yes, I agree. Mentors. I know that was so important to me as a student and can really see, you can really then begin to see yourself in that position and in that career that you're very passionate about as well and truly skilled at. Yeah. And I know you, when we talked, you had shared that you had a mentor that really had a big impact on you. Can you tell us about that, please? Absolutely. At a very early age, I was fortunate to have a student organization advisor that was a wonderful mentor. She believed in me. She poured a lot of confidence and a lot of herself and time into providing me with opportunities. It was my choice whether to take them and to rise to that occasion, but she did provide me with the opportunity to speak at my first conference, to run for my first student elected position at national level. And she really provided me the confidence in myself that I could do that and I could achieve my dream. The first trip that I ever took was to a student organization on a plane, but to a student organization conference was with her. And and so she really did instill uh, the confidence in me that I needed to succeed in and made me want to then carry on that and give that to to others as well. Yeah. Well, she certainly helped you to pay it forward because I know you, I'm sure you've influenced a lot of young women 
um, during your career and your time at, with Skills USA. I do hope so. She was a Miss Webb was a wonderful mentor, and I just really did always appreciate what she did for me, but also all students that she impacted in my school as well. Definitely. So, how are you using social media to connect with students and to promote the skill trades? Because obviously, I think we have to go where the students are, and. I'm curious how you Absolutely. And that that changes all the time. We have social media strategy. Absolutely. And and not only meeting our students, because it's about meeting our students where they are and on the platforms where they are engaged, but also their parents, teachers, counselors, and others that might be on other platforms. So we do have a total social media strategy. I have a wonderful communications team that really does focus on that and ensuring that we are where our audiences are and where they need to get the information and how they need to receive it as well. So it has changed over time, but still making sure that we are providing that information again to promote the skilled trades and to elevate the work that we do every day. Definitely. And you know, you mentioned the parents and the teachers. I'm glad you mentioned that because they are strong influencers on these young people. And it seems like part of your strategy is to connect with them. So, you know, that's smart. You know, that, like you understand what it takes to get these students into the trades because you understand your influencers. Absolutely. And that is one of, you know, focuses of our, our social media strategy is, is actually being with those influencers and making sure that they are well-informed, not just our students that are helping guide and mentor and provide information that they also have the opportunity to be very knowledgeable about um, the value of technical education and um, skill trades. Yes. And one of the things I think that as an organization that you have an advantage is that because you have a relationship with the business community, I, I'm certain that you're seeing, you know, what careers are growing. Can you share careers that you feel that you're hearing maybe from employers that you feel that are experiencing a little bit more growth? And I know that's a very general question, but... Well, and and the reason I I smile right now is that I hear in what I'm hearing from all of our employer partners, and, you know, many of them are reaching out to us to make connections with our students and their future employees is they simply in every sector that we serve, that they are experiencing extreme shortages. So I I think that, you know, now, and that's why I said just in this moment in time, I do think that we have the opportunity to truly change the perception of career and technical education and really demonstrate the value of a skilled trade to the individual, their family, their community, and our nation, because there is such demand in every sector that we serve right now for those employees. I have not worked with one employer partner right now that is saying that they have enough employees to fill um, their their jobs right now. So it's a good place to be in for our students and uh, for the future, for our future workers. But, and so that is why we work so hard to ensure that we're preparing our students and preparing more, trying to engage more students to help them prepare for a successful technical career. By the way, speaking of preparing, how is the, your preparation for the nationals going? Because I know that's coming up and it's going to be in Atlanta, as a matter of fact, in June. 
Can you tell us how that's going? I know that's a lot of work for you. And I know that I think you're excited because it's, it's the first time it's going to be since the pandemic in person, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. I am extremely excited, could not be more thrilled that we will have our first in-person National Leadership and Skills Conference since I took office. So it'll be our first one since the summer of 2019. Wow. And it is this time it will be held in Atlanta, Georgia. And we are so thrilled to be able to have that in person and to bring together our partners, our students, our advisors, our administrators, our staff, our state directors all of our stakeholders from across the country and bring them to Atlanta this summer to really celebrate and honor and elevate career and technical education. And so I couldn't be more thrilled. Preparations are going well. Very excited. Next week, we'll be bringing our technical chairs, our technical committee chairs to Atlanta to work on those preparations and really getting ready for our competitions, which will be held during our conference. So very excited to be seeing over a hundred of our partners next week and actually getting ready to bring that conference to fruition. Couldn't be more excited than to, to, to be able to have that in person this year. Yeah. And I might add, Shelly's being quite modest. This thing is like the Super Bowl for the skill trades. This is where people showcase their talent is young people from all over the country. So it, it's a big it deal. It's like the <laughs> Under one roof, it is the largest display of uh, career and technical education and of skilled trades competition in the nation. And actually, it is, we are part of, uh, we will showcase also our students that will be going to compete in world skills as wow. well internationally. And, and we do host the largest skilled competition, not only in the nation, but also internationally as well. So um, so that is very exciting to be able to bring all of those partners and to have that showcase of skills once again in person. Did it virtually um, for our students and to provide that opportunity, but so ready, you really, for our hands-on instructors and advisors and students, we need to be in person. So Definitely. excited to be able to do that this year. Definitely. Well, I know you've been working hard and so, and you're already having people show up in January. So I wish you much success and I know you're going to knock it out of the park and do a great job. Absolutely. We have a wonderful team at the national office and across the nation. Right now, we have students that are competing locally, regionally, and are getting ready for their state competitions to be ready nice. to, in preparation for nationals. So uh, state competitions kick off here in about a month with our first one starting in fe- late February. And then they'll be going all spring. And then we'll see those gold medalists hopefully arrive in Atlanta in June. Sounds good. Well, I'll definitely be looking out for it. Definitely. Can you please share some resources for students who are interested in learning more about the skill trades in your organization? Absolutely. Just I'll give just one really easy. It's skillsusa.org. And, mm-hmm. and from there, you can find much of the information about our organization and about the skilled trades and the work that we do. It also will lead you, I did mention our Champions Hub, our digital hub that has all of our great information and stories about students and our alumni and their success and our chapters and the wonderful things that they're doing for their local communities across the nation. So do check that out. 
and would love to share that information with you as well. So you can help us spread the word about the great work that our students are doing across the nation. Will do, Shelly. Final question, and then we'll say goodbye. Your mother had a big influence on you. Can you share one lesson she taught you that still remains relevant today? To always believe in myself and my abilities. And if there was something that I was very passionate about, to continue to work towards that, to not let any obstacle get in my way. Because sometimes those things that we see first as obstacles in our path are the very things that lead to our success. So to keep working and to keep working hard for those things that are truly important. And I think that is something that I saw my mother do uh, every day. And so very glad to continue that as well and to provide those opportunities for others. That it's very important not to just go after those things and then once you reach them, um, to just become complacent but actually yes. to share that knowledge and those skills uh, with others as well and to make that impact on a future generation. Opportunities that were given to me, I'm so appreciative of, and hopefully I'm able to give um, some of those uh, to others to carry that forward in the future. Excellent. Well, Shelly, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. This was a wonderful time. And I wish you much success with the uh, competition and the conference in June. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to it and would love to do something maybe and showcase some of the things, some of our student delegate work, our competitions, and all of the professional development that will be happening throughout our conference. Well, let's definitely talk about that. We can take that up <laughs> offline. <laughs> we'll have to share that with you sometime. Definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shelly. Okay. Great to see you, Keith. Thank you so much for the opportunity today. Good to see you too. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.